your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thank you for being with us this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Yates Flooring Center chat, chat line is open. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank to participate in that. Well, it didn't take long for uh, Joey McGuire to hire a hand to help him uh, coach the wide receivers or at least be involved as a uh, assistant head coach and uh, passing game coordinator and wide receiver coach. They announced the hiring last night of Justin Johnson. Uh, he's known as Coach Juice, Jamie. Okay. Coach Juice. That's a pretty cool okay. nickname. Coach Juice, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes to Lubbock. After being at Baylor for three years, he had worked uh, there with Coach McGuire um, and uh, has also worked at uh, a couple of other places. Coach McGuire saying, we're excited to welcome Coach Johnson and his family to Texas Tech. I've seen firsthand his ability to connect and inspire student-athletes to perform at their best, so he'll be a tremendous addition to our staff. Our players will really enjoy the energy that he will bring each and every day to help push this program forward as we strive for a Big 12 championship. I mean, when an energy guy says that you're going to be inspired by his energy, Coach Juice probably is going to live up to his name. Hope so. Yeah. He was uh, a player at Houston and uh, has been a running backs coach both at Baylor and Houston. Uh, He was also the wide receiver coach at Kansas for the 2018 season. So uh, he replaces uh, Emmett Jones, who leaves Lubbock to go to Oklahoma. And he will be the assistant head coach in addition to uh, all those other duties. So he'll be assistant head coach, offensive passing game coordinator, and wide receiver coach. There is an associate head coach. That's Kenny Perry. There's not been... Uh, at least as listed on the media guide, an assistant head coach. So I'm sure that there's, it comes with some, some extra bennies or maybe, uh, maybe a little bit better parking spot. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe you're closer to the coffee pot. Maybe, uh, maybe just some extra coins in your, uh, in your weekly paycheck. So all those, all those kinds of things that all, all add up. Maybe. Yeah. Like at your next stop, do you want a better parking spot? Do you want closer access to the bathroom? Do you want uh, a better time slot? Although, I mean, you, I mean, you got the best time slot in the world here in the morning. Yeah, I I think the time slot would be uh, eh, that would go over well. <laughs> be a factor. Mm-hmm. Yes, that go over well. <laughs> you prefer not to talk. <laughs> um, so anyway, so that's that's good. I mean. Uh, I mean, again, no, no shock that he would have, um, you know, have maybe his pick of the litter, so to speak. Um, but uh, no surprise that they moved quickly uh, and struck quickly to uh, to hire somebody. You got to think that uh, Coach Juice was uh, waiting by the phone. His uh, Coach McGuire had probably said, "Hey, you know, if we ever have an opening, man, you're my guy. You're my next guy. You're my next man up guy." Hope that's the case. Yeah, hope that's the case. Uh, Blake writes in this morning. He says this. Good morning, guys. Can't wait for baseball season. I'm having a little boy next month and can't wait to bring him to the baseball game. It would also be the lucky lady's first college baseball game. 
she may say, hey, I'm going to let you guys go and enjoy. And then, you know, have uh, peace and quiet of the, of the house, especially if they've got a newborn coming. Or she might enjoy a baseball game. She it's, might. I mean, yeah. there are some people that like going yeah, to college yeah. baseball games, Chuck. Yeah, it's no, possible. No, no. I'm, I'm just saying she she might like a little peace and quiet, though, too. Uh, even like opening day baseball games and first weekend games, not just college playoffs and regional round and super regional. <laughs> it seems like a veiled shot there. Maybe oh, not. no. I'm pretty, pretty good with taking a shot. Veiled. Yeah. It wasn't veiled at all. It was... It was pretty much a pretty much a shot taken. That's a, that's all right. That's all right. Um, so six twenty this morning here on the morning drive, and we'll have all the baseball games for you. Shockingly, uh, here on Double T ninety seven three, right? Why shocking? I don't know. I just felt like saying shocking. That was that was that was uh, sarcasm. And not all on Double T ninety seven three. Some of them have to be on one hundred point seven. The score. Yeah. If there's yeah. conflict with men's basketball. Right, uh, and we'll have uh, the men's hoops for you on Saturday. They take on... Uh, Fearful that conflict won't last as long as it normally does. Right, unfortunately, right. You said something yesterday on the bottom line that I found very interesting and intriguing and thought-provoking. And I mean this in all seriousness. Uh, with With regard to, especially with regard to Texas coming up, you know, it's a... It's a hated rival, right? And you said, you know, with you know the way things work now with the transfer portal, guys coming in and out, and it's not just here; it's everywhere. Um, do they care, or and I don't want to speak for you. You tell me if I'm speaking wrong here. Do they mean as much these rivalry games? You know, do they hate Texas as much as you do, or others do, or or what have you? Um, and I thought that was I thought that was interesting because I think emotion plays into it but then i also wonder if um if your first school that you go to if the rivalries mean more than maybe the second or the third school that you become either numb to it or you're there because of a personal opportunity and the the head up rivalries whether it's texas or whomever whatever school you're at if it if those mean less or start to kind of you kind of become desensitized to those things yeah, it's hard to gauge, and I would imagine that every student athlete's a little bit different mm-hmm. in that regard. But if you're bouncing around to three or four different schools, it's hard for you to, in my opinion, to just really soak it in and become part of it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Whereas you're rooting for um, your fellow classmates in other sports too, right? Like, oh man, the Longhorns are coming to town for football. The basketball players are like, let's you know, let's go football team. Yeah. I mean, do they do they really get it? Do they care? I don't I don't know. And it's hard for me to believe that guys that are coming in during the summer and leaving after one year are as you know bought into hating the Longhorns or the Aggies or the Horn Frogs as much as guys that have been here for three years. Mm-hmm. I, that would be really hard for me to believe. So. My point in saying all that was, you know, looking for a silver lining or looking for hope. You know, maybe this weekend, you know, it's it's the hated rival in the Longhorns. Maybe it'll bring the team together, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm like, do any of them even care? Do, do any of them know how much Red Raider fans can't stand the Longhorns? I, 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 I mean, when you get into the way recruiting is now and 
how you're recruiting guys. It's it's not about who you are as a university. It's not about who you are even as a basketball program or your facilities and all that. It's how much money can we pay you uh, or how much money you're going to get paid. Not necessarily we pay you. Mm-hmm. It's not the school paying them, but how much money can they get paid. Um, I just don't know if they buy into the whole university thing. Yeah. It's a job. Yeah. They're just there to get paid. And, and I, I'm, I don't mean to sound like I'm criticizing them for that. They have the right to do that. It's the way of college basketball now. And so have at it. But I just don't know if they're, I don't know. I, I, again, I don't, I, I don't know if I see those guys going and sitting in a football game and, and cheering the Red Raiders on and being excited or, I just don't know. Taking a picture of the double T scoreboard selfie with them and their girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since it's not there anymore. Well, I mean, they're going to have a new one. We're going to have a new one. Yeah. Uh, And that one next year, I'll be honest with you. I mean, and and maybe I'm too sensitive about all this stuff. It makes me, that makes me sad. No, I think you, I I I thought you made a great point on it. Uh, I want to root for guys that love the university and everything that is being a red Raider as much as I do. Right. mm -hmm. And, um, it, it and again i don't i don't want to be criticizing them cuz i'm not trying to criticize them but if if the, if it's just a job to them and i'm here to get paid i don't i just don't think you buy in you know i don't mm-hmm. think you i don't think you become a red raider for life i don't think you become Norin Sodiase who's you know tweeting out comments you know on positive and negative after games i don't think you're um, you're Patrick Mahomes. That's that's. Um, BJ Simmons has go, been that way to a degree too. Well, BJ Simmons definitely. Yeah, I don't think you're Patrick Mahomes that goes to games when when you can when they're close by and you can get there. I just I I don't I don't I don't think those guys turn into those guys. And I, I could be wrong. I, I mean, we've we've seen some of the guys that were here just one year during Matt the Mooney. Beard era mm-hmm. that have turned into guys that come to the games and support the team and seem excited on social media or whatever, but I just think they're going to be few and far between. I mean, that, that, that's the, that was the part with Kevin McCullough, okay? You felt like he was a guy that was bought in. Yeah. He was here for mm-hmm. a few years, right? Right. But then he goes to a team that you absolutely despise mm-hmm. and just, just says he never was. He couldn't have been. You don't go to Kansas if you were really bought in here. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Today is January the 12th, 2023. Here is Jeff McGuire. Going to start in 1920 because a pretty good idea happened. Mm -hmm. The annual drafting of baseball players from minor leagues to be done in reverse order of the final standings was agreed to by Major League Baseball. Makes sense, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for competitive balance, yeah. Sure. 1958, a rule that I'm sure isn't going to catch on in any way, shape, or form took place. The NCAA adds the two-point conversion to football scoring. Why would you want to go for two? That would be silly. (laughs) 1966, Boston Celtics coach Red Arbach records his 1,000th NBA career victory. This is combined regular and playoffs. With a 114 to 102 win over the Los Angeles Lakers in Boston. 1967, Louisville, Kentucky draft board refuses exemption for boxer Muhammad Ali. Mm. 
guarantee you will know what this one is. 1969 Super Bowl three. Yeah, the New York Jets beat the Baltimore Colts. Hence why I guaranteed that you... Yeah, yeah, right. And that was the guarantee, right? I'm telling you, man. Sometimes it uh, takes me a second to get it. That was the very first Super Bowl that I watched. Super Bowl three. Uh-huh. Fast forward to 1981. Uh, Major League Baseball Cincinnati Reds become the last team to sign a free agent. They signed Larry Beitner. 1988, Pittsburgh Pirates outfielder, first baseman Willie Stargell is elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. 1992, highest scoring NCAA basketball game took place. The Troy State Trojans defeated DeVere Hoyas 258-149 to in Troy, Alabama. By the way, your uh, speed thing that you just did, that was very good. Very good sound effect. I've had a lot of practice at that one. <laughs> something you think that was very in. good? I mean, his, sure. you know, his, I thought that was, I mean, that was almost like sound effect worthy. 2015, College Football National Championship took place in Arlington. Number four, Ohio State beats number two, Oregon, 42 to 20. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of food things today. I didn't think we would necessarily enjoy two of them. Not our speed. However, this one is absolutely <laughs> our, speed. our speed. Like, we fully embrace this particular one. Okay. Happy National Glazed Donut oh, Day. Oh, very nice, yes. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah, just the, just the regular glaze, no sprinkles. Good old-fashioned glazed donut. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Happy birthday to Jeff Bezos, who's 59. Howard Stern, 69. Rob Zombie, 58. Oliver Platt, 63, Dominic Wilkins, 63, and Drew Pearson, 72. And on this day in 2010, Haiti is devastated by a massive earthquake. It drew an outpouring of support from around the globe, but the small nation to this day has yet to fully recover. Mm. The quake struck just before 5 p.m. The tremor that was felt, tremors were felt as far away as Cuba and Venezuela, but the epicenter uh, of the 7.0 magnitude quake was just 16 miles away from Port-au-Prince. After eight aftershocks followed the same day, at least 52 were recorded over the next two weeks. The effects were catastrophic. All of the capital's hospitals, as well as three facilities run by Doctors Without Borders, sustained serious damage, as did Port-au-Prince's airport and its seaport, which was rendered, rendered inoperable. Telecom services were greatly affected. Major roads were rendered impassable and close to 300,000 buildings, most of of which were residents, were damaged beyond repair. The National Assembly Building and Port-au-Prince Cathedral were also destroyed. Mm. And that is the State Sports History. All right, 6.50 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Did you do any stocking stuffers uh, for the missus or the children uh, this year? Yes. Okay. A husband in Iowa got his wife a stocking stuffer. It was a $3 lottery ticket. Much like, uh, remember we had the um, white elephant, uh, you know, office party person that uh, was given uh, lottery tickets and it like parlayed it into like a six-figure deal? I don't know if you, maybe you weren't here for that. 
There was a yeah, a, I think I remember okay. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this particular one was a three dollar lottery ticket. Uh, April Miller uh, scratched her Merry Money ticket after her family celebrated Christmas, and much to her shock, she won thirty thousand dollars. How about Sweet. that? Merry Money scratch game ticket. After taxes, she took home $21,300. She is from Walnut, which is in Iowa, about 90 miles from Des Moines. So there you go. How about that? Good for her. Good for her, right? Which of that uh, made her husband at the top of the list, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Top of the list. Do you think you're at the top of the list at your house? No, I think Winfield is the top of the, the top of the house. Just at our house. <laughs> that would have been my. I don't think there's any question? That would have been my next guess is mm-hmm. that uh, your dog would have been the um, would have been that uh, particular case. All right, uh, six fifty one this morning here on the morning drive. One other thing, so I saw this and it and it makes me want to it makes me want to go to Roswell because um, out in the uh, out in Roswell, New Mexico. Uh, sits airplanes uh, because of the weather and the conditions that can store uh, airplanes there. Airplane graveyard. Yeah. Airplane graveyard. Uh, Elvis Presley's 1962 Lockheed 1329 Jetstar has been there for quite some time. I don't know if it'll be there very much longer because it was just sold at auction, Uh, but it has sat at the Roswell International Air Center uh, for almost 40 years. Yikes. I know. The winning bid yesterday or the other day was $260,000. What are they going to do with it? Well, that's a great question. My guess is restore it and uh, use it for, you know, a museum. Something. Piece. Yeah. Uh, one of his planes is there in, uh, in Graceland. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he apparently liked airplanes. Uh, it was done on his 88th birthday, which was, I think, January the 9th. But, um, yeah, it's been sitting there at the uh, Roswell Graveyard. Uh, when you know, the pandemic was going on, uh, a number of planes ended up there. And then they've since uh, a lot of those have left, but they, you know, people will go there and get uh, parts off those airplanes. Uh, air carriers will. Sure. Uh, but I think that'd be cool to... Uh, to take a take a tour of that, I think that'd be awesome. There's Just, a really cool one out in Arizona. It's the the military graveyard mm-hmm. where you'll see planes from World War II to planes that have been retired today. Mm-hmm. Um, it up until 9/11, you could literally just walk up to the gate and get a tour of that day. Now you got to schedule, it, but then it was schedule appointments, but it's been closed since COVID. Uh, that's one of those things when it reopens, that's on the bucket list to walk through there and more accurately drive through there because it's like, oh, 100 acres of airplanes out there and it's all military aircraft. Apparently, the interior of this uh, Elvis plane is still in excellent condition. The uh, exteriors, you know, have been beaten down by the sun, uh, but apparently the inside features red velvet upholstery, red shag carpet and gold finished hardware. When they uh, put those nothing planes but the in the best for Elvis. Yeah, right, right. Nothing but the best, right? Yeah. When uh, they put those planes in storage, pretty much they're se- like almost vacuum sealed um, with regards to covering up the windows so no light gets in and everything inside is protected. And 
uh, rodents and stuff can't get in there. It, it's a really interesting process for how that works. Um, I, again, I would love to go spend a week looking through all of those. Yeah. Uh, Bullfighter says, I can knock out two birds with one stone, go see the airplane, and come see him bullfight. Okay. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Risa did say this with regard to Charles White. She says, boy, I remember that pick. Charles White was going to be our next Jim Brown. At least we're consistent about bad picks. Well, just, just, just didn't necessarily work out for him. I mean, it's just really, really hard. Uh, Blake says he delivers uh, to Roswell every day but hasn't been to the airplane graveyard. Yeah, that, that makes me want to stop out there as next time you go through Roswell. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Take your thoughts and comments this morning on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to DoubleT97.3.com for that or the mobile app. Benchmark hotline is open as well at 806-771-0973. Risa agrees with me with regard to starting her day with us. She says, that's right, Chuck. I got to have my guys in the morning. We're, We're glad to have you. Man, if we ever lose Risa, that, that'll be the end of us. That'll be disappointing. That'll be extremely. Dis- be disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yes. We would try to fight through it, but. We would. Mm-hmm. If she hits the transfer portal, that'll be really tough to take. That'll be it. That'll yeah. just uh, mm-hmm. send us off to the uh, airline graveyard with Elvis's plane. Mm-hmm. Send us out to Roswell. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, college basketball last night, the number one team in the country, Houston, continues to win. Eighty-three You a believer in them? Oh, they look pretty good, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you think do you think if uh, Texas went to Kelvin Sampson and said, we'd like you to be our ball coach? I don't think Texas will do that. I don't either. Do you think they have somebody in their sights? I'm sure they have lots of people in their sights. Anybody that stands out to you? No. No? Okay. And I know you don't care. Correct. Uh, uh, number four, Alabama winner last night over Arkansas, 84-69. Eric Musselman is a guy that some think that might have a shot at the Texas job. He mm. just doesn't seem to me, he does not seem to me to be a Texas guy. I don't know. I, he seems to enjoy the media spotlight and all that kind of stuff. This just seemed like the guy that would kind of mix well at the party. I mean, I don't know. Just so who, who's the guy? I, I mean, don't know. Who's, who's the guy that you feel fits it? I, that's a. I don't know. I, I haven't. I, I don't. I, I mean, I, I, there's a part of me that wants, wonders if they would go back to uh, Rick Barnes. No, gosh, <laughs> no? no. That would be admitting their biggest mistake ever. Okay. I love how I we talk about you know who'd be a good coach for them, and we talk about how he mixes at a party. <laughs> I don't think. I think that's critical down there. I really? That, I do. I do think that's. You critical. think Chris Beard mixes well at a party? No. I, 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 well, I mean, he's not their coach anymore for obvious reasons, but. Um, but I mean, sure nothing to do with him mixing at a party. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he could. I don't know if he's a good schmoozer at a party or not. I've, I've, I never was at one where he was, where he was the, you know, he was the feature. I fully believe mm-hmm. that Chris Beard would make the high level people at the party feel like they were the only people there. Right. And then walk out and not remember their name. That's possible. He wouldn't be the first guy that could do that. Um, number six, UConn goes down in defeat to Marquette. Shaka, 
Shaka Smart, maybe he's maybe he's the candidate. Marquette's top twenty-five team. They don't regret letting go Shaka, probably do they? I don't think so. I don't think so either. They weren't. They, they weren't. weren't really heading in the right direction. No, they weren't. Uh, Texas was a winner uh, last night over TCU, seventy-nine to seventy-five at the Moody Center. Um, let's see. For Texas last night, they had four and double figures. Timmy Allen had seventeen last night. 14 uh, for Dylan DeSue. Maybe pronouncing his name wrong. And then two other guys were in uh, in double figures. Let's see. Texas last night, 4 of 16 beyond the arc. 11 of 14 from the free throw line. Um, turned it over 11 times. They did uh, pound the paint. They had 42 in the paint last night. TCU had 38 in the paint last night. TCU had 17 fast break points. Texas just eight. TCU with two and double figures. TCU looks probably going to look at this back to back games and go, man, we should be 4 0 in the conference. Yeah, probably so. You know, and, yeah. I, and I would tell you, I mean, Iowa State controlled that game for yep. the most part on Saturday. Uh, and then TCU battled their way back in. And then it took a step back three uh, for so may- Iowa State to win. Maybe not should be, but could be. Very easily could be. Could be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or certainly three and one, even if you. You, t- you took the game from last night uh, or you took the game from uh, from Saturday. And then you have to wonder, okay, well, what are they doing wrong? They led by they led by 18 uh, with 2.57 to go in the first. Texas's biggest lead was basically at the end of the game when they when they won 79-75. Um, TCU led for 32 minutes and 47 seconds. Wow. Wow. 7.20 this morning here on the morning drive. Um do you feel like do you feel like this game's got some mojo or do you feel like man you're just you're limping like into this game and you're just hoping, praying that somebody gives a a slight damn about it and the fact that it's Texas that Matt may ratchet it up just a skosh. Yeah, I guess until I see the team play with some some heart and some life, I'm just going to assume they're not going to. I think they absolutely can. I think there's guys on this team that can get it turned around. I, I think they're a much better team than they showed the other night, but until we see a change, I, I don't know that I'm going to predict it. Yeah. no, I, so think... I would tell you if the game was inside of double digits on Saturday, I would I would be surprised. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Baylor a winner last night over West Virginia, eighty-three to seventy-eight. So uh, Baylor gets a gets a victory last night. Uh, right now in the Big Twelve is we're just like I said, we're just four games in. You got Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, all that are four and zero. Texas is three and one by themselves, and Baylor gets its first win over West Virginia. They have won. Oklahoma has won, and Oklahoma State has won. Texas and West Texas Tech and West Virginia still 0 and 4 on the uh, on the basketball Big 12 portion of the season. So that's uh, that's no bueno. So next up for Tech, obviously, is Texas on Saturday. Then they play Baylor at home on Tuesday. Uh, that'll be an eight o'clock tip time at United Supermarkets Arena. I hope, despite what happens on Saturday, that we still have a good crowd, a great crowd. On uh, on Tuesday night, are you going to start getting concerned about what the crowd is going to be like, or do you think people are still bought in? 
Let's see how Saturday goes. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh and then on Saturday next week, so back to back Saturdays <clears throat> out of town as uh, Tech will travel to Manhattan to take on Kansas State. It'll be interesting to see if K State is still undefeated when uh in, at least in Big Twelve play when, when they take on uh on Texas Tech. K State just uh, looking ahead to uh Saturday will take on TCU in Fort Worth. And then they have uh, Kansas um at home on uh, Tuesday the 17th before they face Texas Tech. So they got, I mean, hell, every night's a tough night in the Big 12. No, that's exactly right. And that's why, you know, I'm fearful here that I don't think you're a terrible basketball team, but I'm fearful that, you know, with as the losses pile up, you start to worry about guys, you know, how all in are they when you mm-hmm. feel like, hey, there's, there's nothing to play for here. We're going to keep taking our lumps. Yeah. But uh, I think it's a better team than that 0-4 record shows. Yeah, no But quite. you got to get turned around. you got to get turned around. You know, you had the the close loss to, to TCU and Fort Worth on the on the 31st to begin Big 12 play, and then obviously the excruciatingly tough loss to Kansas and Oklahoma in, in back-to-back games, uh, and then the just the absolute blowout on on Tuesday. And maybe Mark Adams is right because he, he said this, Hey, they reached the bottom, you know, and maybe that that loss against Iowa State is what they needed. Mm-hmm. I guess if you win on Saturday, you can look at that and go, "Well, that's exactly what the doctor ordered." Was a thirty-four point beatdown for us all to come together and play hard, play smart, and play together. Or you can look at it and say, "Well, if you can play this well in Austin, why did you not show up in Ames?" That's a that's a that's a fair point. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you have to crash and burn to rise up because. Being mediocre makes you feel like, wow, we got this. You know, we mm-hmm. got this. I mean, if you're a mediocre employee that kind of, you know, I just go in, punch the clock, you know, make my gidget and and move on. That's eh, got a little scratch on it. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. But if you really, if you really blow it and like the gidget goes out to the person and then their their whole like world blows up and your boss comes in and reams you, you're like, what the hell's going on? Well, you know, I just kind of mailed it. What, you know, you you reached. Well, hey, you either fix it or you're not going to be here anymore. All right. You know, and when your boss says to you, "How bad do you want to be here?" When those words are said to you, and you say back, "Real bad," then you know, that's when you get your attention. I just know that from personal experience. Okay. 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 It was a long time ago, but I didn't forget it. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, Kimisabi, what you got? All right, Chuck, Jeff, and our listening audience, I want you to give me your percent of confidence level that the Red Raider basketball team makes the NCAA tournament. Ooh, 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 ooh. This should be an easy... <clears throat> Easy, simple question with very few words, and I'll make it as complicated as I can. You know the the number the number that came into my head was fifty percent. Okay, that's the number that came into my head. It's fifty percent, Jeff. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. And falling. <laughs> Thirty-eight. 
What do you think? I am going to go with 20. 20. Okay. 20%. I just, I think this, this team is better than they're playing. I don't know that they have the leaders on the court that can get it turned around. That's fair. And with all that's gone on with their leader on the sideline, I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're bought into him or they're playing hard for him right now either. Okay. Which but, makes me very sad. Mm-hmm. You're at 38. You're at 20. I'm at 50. So why am I so optimistic? And 50% is not no. being very optimistic. Well, I think you're, I mean, there's reasons to be optimistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, there's talent there. Sure. Okay. Um, sure. I just, I haven't seen anything this year that leads me to believe that um, you're going to get this thing turned around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I hope I'm wrong, but um, I, I, and and the Big Twelve Conference is is not going to allow you to. Okay, well, let's give you a couple here, and sure. you can get confident, that's, that's exactly and get right. your, no. yourself going back in the right direction, feeling good about things. There ain't no Vanderbilt on this, or uh, I mean, you're just trying to keep your Oregon head above State. water every yeah. Tuesday and Saturday. That's right. No, you're Wednesday exactly. and Saturday, whatever, whatever um, day, right? Yeah, and. So trying to get a couple easy wins to get the confidence and get mm-hmm. things rolling again just can't happen in this conference. No, there's no low-hanging fruit or uh, layup or anything along those lines. Uh, what- no, but that being said, if you can get things figured out, those are quality wins that, that help build that resume. So you don't have to go 10 and – you don't have to win 10 games your ne- the rest of the way in order to make it. Nine and nine probably get you in the NCAA. Okay, tournament. I was going to ask you what your number like, was. Even I could even see eight, eight and ten getting into the NCAA tournament on on a really high seed for how good the Big Twelve is. Uh, depending how teams play out, I mean, if, who the seven are, I, seven might be possible. Might be. I but, just don't think so though, because because you got nothing in con- non conference. Yeah, right. And that was just that was going to be my point. So. Is it's like you, you got you got nothing there that says. Hey, if you win seven, look at your non-conference wins and blah blah blah. Well, yeah, so you, it's probably got to be just, eight. You got to throw all that out. Yeah, I'd I'd say eight at a minimum, and I think even I think you're a bubble team with eight. You probably have to go to the tournament and win a couple of games. But again, if you can get it turned around and get rolling, mm-hmm. that can happen. That that's probably why I'm still at thirty-eight, but also why I'm falling because I don't see this team doing that kind of a run. It's still there's still a chance of it. There's still it's I don't even want to say a likelihood, but it's not infeasible for as talented as this team is. Unfeasible. Unfeasible. I guess it is unfeasible that it's not unfeasible that this team can turn this thing around because they've got talent. It's this is not the Billy Gillespie year where you win one conference game. Mm -hmm. Bad team. They just haven't put it together yet. All right, uh, we got uh, one person that says 20%, which hurts them next year for transfers and whatnot. Well, hey, how about retaining what you've got? I mean, that that there's, it's okay to do that. It's okay to have the same players in back-to-back years. Yeah, except that if the problem is in the locker room, I'm okay if they leave. Syntex uh, Hanks says 25%. Somebody else says 10%. Um, 
Man, and I like our I like some of our young players, and it's going to really disappoint me because I feel like you are going to see a lot of turnover this year. All right, so and we'll, I think that some of that will some of those guys that will move on will be the young guys. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to look into my crystal ball. My crystal ball says that the good guys are going to win a ball game on Saturday. Okay, so let's say you win a game on Saturday. I don't care if you win by one or ten or twenty-one. Does that does that change your percentage of making the tournament if you win on Saturday? I think it's putting a Band-Aid on a really severe cut. You're going to slow down the bleeding. <laughs> but one game isn't going to completely turn this thing around. I understand that. I just said, does, does it change your percentage But at you all? can't get two or three unless you get one. Yes, it would raise my percentages. Okay. It doesn't raise, but it Because it, cha- it would show. Because right now, I question whether the team cares. It didn't look like anybody cared the other night. Mm-hmm. If they bounce back and show some heart on Saturday, I'll know they care. And win that game on Saturday, I'll know they care. Okay. I'll, I'll know that they're banding together. I'll, I'll know that they're listening to their coach. I know, I'll know that they're 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 playing hard for each other. Okay. Uh, we get this no way in all caps, and no way is one word in this person's mind. Mm-hmm. No way this team wins Saturday. Okay. Somebody else says zero percent. Somebody else says unless we see some serious in all caps change. I don't see where we win a single conference game. Maybe West Virginia, but even they looked decent last night. Well, wait a minute. You looked decent your first three Three. games. Mm -hmm. I mean, you looked more than decent your first three games. You know, were it not for a a bad call or a whistle swallowing the official swallowing the whistle, you win against Kansas, and then who knows what happens against Oklahoma because you don't have two guys injured or at least one guy injured. Somebody says, when will AMAC play? I, I believe never at this point. That would be my guess. Yeah. Um, I hope I'm wrong in a way. I mean, if you win on Saturday, and then let's just say you win on Saturday, then you come back and you win on Tuesday against Baylor. Why do you say you guess? I, I definitely hope he plays. Well, the reason I'm saying is is that... I mean, he if, would definitely help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying if you let's say if you if you lost Saturday and then you lost Tuesday, I would almost them say, "Hey, we're shutting him down, but he's coming back next year." But there's no guarantee if you shut him back that he's coming back next year. This is fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, yeah. Let's do the right thing for the kid and shut him down for the year so he can keep his eligibility and play for us next year. But we have no idea. We have no guarantee if of that. He's gonna play for us. Next we have no year. guarantee. Like, uh, how about this? Mark Mark says this. I think we're gonna kick their tails up and down the court. I like it, Mark. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Bobby Hot Dog says this. Chuck, we are going to need more info on exactly what a professional Simon says caller entails. Can you please arrange a pregame interview to get more information? Seems like that would be right up your alley for a retirement job when the time comes. <laughs> I, I, I like kudos to Texas Tech. I think this is a cool guy they're bringing yeah, in. Yeah, okay? I do too. I think that's uh, that's that's really neat, and it's uh, that's gonna be fun for the fans on on Tuesday night. I'm I'm anxious to hear. I want to see say, how this goes. I want to say that I've either seen somebody like this or seen it on television before where they because he'll have the whole he'll say to the whole arena Simon says stand up and play the game alright and then 
you know, you're on the honor system for, you know, when you mm-hmm. when you've screwed up. Mm-hmm. Simon says, raise your left hand. Simon says, put your thumb on their, your nose. Simon says, pick your nose, pick your nose. And then you're like, oh, damn, I'm out. I mean, I might go just to play the game. Shucks. This is not going to be... I would like you to win. Oh, that would be awesome. I would really like for you to win. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck, weren't you the one that said we weren't going to win any of the last three football games? I, yeah, I guess I was. <clears throat> mm. Hey, I was wrong on that. I hope I'm... He was pretty high on those Jayhawks, I guess. <laughs> I think I said we weren't gonna. We we're only gonna win one, or I didn't think we were gonna get to bowl eligibility. I, I think you said you weren't. We weren't gonna win any. Any? Okay, yeah. I'll stand by that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll stand by that. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Um, all right, the uh, Cowboys will play on Monday night. They'll take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and of course, we'll have coverage. We'll have coverage of. Uh, the Super Wild Card Weekend this weekend on 100.7, the score. It all begins on Saturday afternoon. You have the Seattle Seahawks playing at the San Francisco 49ers. And then uh, also on Saturday, the Jacksonville Jaguars, because they won their division. You know, they fired, fired their coach last year and then uh, go out and hire Doug Peterson. And uh, he, he bounces them back and they win their division. So they'll host the... Los Angeles Superchargers Saturday night at 7. And we'll have that for you on 100.7, the score. Sunday, it's a triple header. Dolphins at the Bills at 11.30. Dolphins will be without their quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa. And then their backup is also uh, suspect. And so it looks like they're going to go with Skylar Thompson Hmm. as their uh, their quarterback, the former K-State quarterback. So... They don't have much of a chance. Um, and then you have the whole emotion of what's going on with the Bills. Um, DeMar Hamlin getting uh, released from the hospital. He's home, now recovering. Do you think he'll ever play again? No. Okay. No. There's part of me that says I hope not. Do you, if they said, <clears throat> hey, you can come back? Oh, that'd be his choice. It'd be his choice. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying I think the Buffalo Bills should say we won't allow you back. Yeah. But. I think you're probably right. Um, probably the case. But, I mean, I'm sure he'll be at the game and there'll be uh, heavy emotion. Uh, plus, the Bills have, you know, I mean, they've got a playoff scar from a year ago that they'd like to, you know, erase back and get themselves back into a Super Bowl. I don't remember. And... Uh, and as a result of that, the overtime rules have changed. We'll get to that here in just a second. Giants play at the Vikings, and the Bengals play host to the Ravens. Do you think Do you think all the home teams win Saturday, Sunday? No. Oh, no, I think, I think the Chargers win. Okay. And then that's it? I, I don't know here. I, I think the Giants have a shot. Okay. Okay. I think I would agree with you on that. I would have said the Dolphins would have if they had Tua. Yeah, and uh, Teddy Bridgewater is their backup, but mm-hmm. he's been a guy that has not been able to play a whole game, and so Skyler Thompson, I think, is going to get, I think, is going to get the start uh, in that thing, and then, uh, and then you know you've got uh, 
the Cowboys playing at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, the Buccaneers have... And I think the road, or the uh, traveling team's going to win there. Okay. Because the they've had problems protecting Tom Brady. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see um, if the Cowboys defense can rise up and just snuff out uh, the Brady and, you know, their receiving core and you know, put pressure on him to the point where um, they're not able to, to move the ball down the field and get the ball to Chris Godwin and other players like that. Yeah, sounds like that offensive line is banged up a little bit mm-hmm. too. So I, I think that bodes well for the Cowboys. Makes for a miserable Jeff on Tuesday morning. But And and do you think um, – you think the pressure's really on Dak on, in this game? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And it'll be interesting to see how he responds to that pressure. Because I don't really... Maybe And maybe this isn't fair. I just don't get the feeling like, hey, when the pressure's on, that he performs. Well, he hasn't has won a bunch of playoff games. So. No, but I mean, even like in the regular season, it feels like... He's he, beaten a lot of good teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just feels like when you, even Beat though the he takes off of the Vikings at one point, but I I still don't know what the Vikings are. Yeah, it just it just it just feels like he's a guy that um, shrivels as opposed to embraces, you know, the big moment. I just don't feel like you're getting big moments uh, out of out of him. I don't think he shrivels. I don't think that's the right word. Okay, what? I think he tries tries to do too much. Okay. I think he's trying to prove that he can win those games and with the trying causes more mistakes. Overcompensate. Whether it be inaccurate passes or turnovers or not staying within the plan of the offense in a specific game mm-hmm. or trying to be too accurate, which causes inaccuracy. He's not letting the game come to him. He's trying to force it. Man, he just said all the football terms that I said like in the basketball terms. Right, <laughs> pretty much. Trying to for, not trying to do too much. He's trying to be too perfect. He's, you know, not playing within himself. I felt like his were more based in what he had seen. No, oh, supposed to throwing spaghetti against the wall instead of just throwing out there. We're going to be perfect in every area. Yeah, Jeff, how big a believer are you in the ESPN matchup predictor? Uh, 50-50. 50. <laughs> well, because here's the thing. With every other team, it's probably accurate 85% of the time. <laughs> With my team, never. He read where you were going on this one. The Cowboys are favored 69.6. That's sure they 70%. are. Yeah, that's a, that's that feels a, about fair. That's a pretty good number there, right? It's mm-hmm. going to be a great number when Tampa Bay makes up the other portion of that and wins the game on Monday. How confident are you in Dak Prescott throwing an interception? Oh, 95%. He's going to throw a pick in this game. Thrown, Will it be a pick six? He's thrown 15 for the season. He has as many interceptions as Patty Mills, not Patty Mills, uh, the Texans quarterback. I Why am I blanking? Davis Mills. Davis Mills, thank you. Patty, Patty Mills. Mills is a basketball player. Um, he has as many interceptions as Mills does with the Texans, mm-hmm. and he missed five games. Here's here's two numbers. I th- okay, well, I think Josh Allen like leads the league in interceptions this year. I don't think so. I, I think it's, definitely I think Dak took the that. red zone interceptions. Red zone, I'll, we'll leave you. Yeah. Here's here's two numbers that a won't surprise you, but I think 
I think should surprise you. Tom Brady has completed 490 passes. That is, do you know how many more that is than Dak? 300? It's not double, but it's 230, 29 passes more. Dak has completed 261. He's 261 for 394 for 2,860 yards. Brady is 490 of 733 for 4,694. Here's the other thing that might surprise you. Tony Pollard, he has more yards rushing than Leonard Fournette. And they that have, doesn't surprise me the way and, Pollard's been playing this year. And they have and they have basically the same number of carries. Pollard's carried it 193 times for 1,007 and nine touchdowns. Fournette, 189 carries for 668 and three touchdowns. Speaks to the offensive line. Sure. Absolutely, it does. Um, I just don't think they're a great offense. I don't think they're a great team. By the way, Davis Mills and Dak led the league this year with 15 picks. Derek Carr and Josh Allen each one back with 14. Uh, we get this compliment from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. At least that's how I'm going to take it. Today's show has been an incredible example of how to use sports terminology. <laughs> Thank you. Listen, we're just using the same words everybody else uses, okay? <clears throat> just because we're putting them all together Thank doesn't you. mean anything. Thank you, I think. I think. I'm not going to act like, as a baseball broadcaster, mm-hmm. that I haven't heard, like, on a national broadcast, you know, ESPN or whatever, listening to a Yankees game, whatever, like them use a certain term, like, oh, man, I describe that differently. I should change and use that term. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it's... Term stealing is, is allowed. Term stealing is allowed. allowed. <laughs> now you can't steal somebody's catchphrase. Right, but, no, no. But like the way they describe it, if, if mm-hmm. they, you feel like they just, their term is better than yours, you can mm-hmm. use it. It's like Chris Collinsworth the other night on Sunday Night Football. Um, you just have to be careful not to use like 15 in a row like you just did. Okay. Yeah. He, he, there was a play and a catch, and he said, uh, in the words of Jack Buck, I don't believe what I just saw. Yeah. That's cool. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. He quoted he quoted Jack and gave him credit for it. And Jack Buck, I don't believe what I just saw. No. It's awesome. He's he's missed. Uh this 49ers run to the Super Bowl starts Saturday. Brock Purdy will lead them to the promised land. And then they can trade Jimmy G to the Cowboys. Uh This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.